0: Hello everyone, Sam here. Before we get started, I figured I'd work on a little introduction here, as we're moving from one series to the next. I hope everyone enjoyed our previous episode, the the um, second mailbag episode that uh, me and my wife Katie did, and we we'd hope you keep sending those questions in, as we enjoy doing that segment. We'll be doing we'll be doing that again in three episodes, so if you enjoyed that. Great, because we're going to keep doing it. We turn from... In this episode, we move from boxing to professional wrestling. And in this one, why I'm looking at this one is in, into professional wrestling is not merely just to talk about professional wrestling, but to talk about what we can learn... From professional wrestling Which I know sounds odd A sporting event that has a predetermined ending And folks who pretend to be things like chickens And uh, millionaires that feel the need to wrestle Could teach us anything but i found as i was looking at this subject that i do find fascinating that there are some interesting stories and there are some interesting uh applicable life lessons that we can find here so i know this is another niche or niche uh (laughs) subject matter that's not for everybody But I think no matter who you are, I think you'll find something here. And at the very least, I think you'll find an interesting story. So here we go. We're going from boxing to professional wrestling. From Muhammad Ali to Hulk Hogan. From Rocky Marciano to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Here's our episode. Ever since I was a little boy, I was fascinated by professional wrestling. It was something that captured me at a very early age that I think hit me at the right time to where I can make that suspension of belief of what I was seeing before me was really happening. Which is what good professional wrestling needs you to do. And also what theater asks you to do. And that is why I find professional wrestling interesting today, even though I understand it's predetermined. It is a an amazing athletic improvised ballet between two people in front of of in front of a house audience much larger than anything you'd see on Broadway. Now, professional wrestling, if you think it's all fake, you're wrong. Professional wrestlers get hurt. The wrestling term selling is when you act to convince the crowd that you're in pain. You don't have to sell to convince the crowd that a chair shot to the head hurts. Mick Foley As his wrestling persona, Mankind, planned on taking a couple shots to the head with a chair in his wrestling match with The Rock. Then the bell rang, and things did not go as planned. I'm Sam Logan, and you're listening to The Story Is. On this episode, we begin lessons from professional wrestling. Part 1, The Royal Rumble, 1999. Reality versus perception. Mankind versus the Rock. This summary summary of events is from the website WhatCulture.com in an article titled Seven Things You Should Know About the Royal Rumble, 1999. When the Rock Challenged Mankind, Mick Foley, for the WWE title in the 1999 Royal Rumble, it was booked as an I Quit match. Those kinds of matches were rare. Since chair shots and other weapons were used all the time, the expectation was that it would be a very violent match, especially since Mick Foley had no problem putting his body on the line. They had a very good match for 22 minutes. Yet, if you ask most people what they saw at all, what they remembered is the ending before getting to that there was a huge bump as they started brawling by the entrance and mankind went into the balcony he got up he got sent off there and landed on electrical equipment it was a big bump that we expected him to take because McFoley was a crazy man in the most entertaining way possible the storyline going into the match was that McFoley would never say, I quit, to the bad guy, The Rock, who ended up handcuffing McFoley. That led to the brutal sequence where The Rock destroyed mankind with a dozen chair shots to the head. These were some of the stiffest chair shots we had ever seen, and were all unprotected since McFoley's hands were handcuffed. We later learned from Foley that The Rock was supposed to do less chair shots, but for whatever reason, felt the need to do more. A final chair shot to the back of the head was probably the most sickening of them all. The plan was to end the match with five chair shots. The Rock hit him with what the article says is twelve. So what happened? In research for doing for this podcast, I went back and watched the video again. It was a match I was somewhat familiar with, but when I went back and watched the video of the, of the match, it is a pretty tough hang to watch. And I had my immediate reaction was quite similar to many people's reaction when seeing it. What was The Rock doing? He was hitting him so many times. The plan had broken down. It, went, it escalated. It doubled, and then some, from hitting him five times in the head with a steel chair to hitting him 12 times. It appeared to me that The Rock had just audibled or just kept going with what he thought he was supposed to do. It's similar to somebody, if you watch them, someone in acting, if they you're going along in a scene and suddenly you don't remember what you're supposed to say next and you say the same thing over and over again until you recover. And that's what The Rock did. It appeared to me, and so it is a very rough, hanging, a very uh, tough match to watch. And I'd have to guess if you watch that video, and you can, the entire match is available on YouTube. All you'd have to look for is the The Rock versus Mankind Royal Rumble, 1999. Around the 21-minute mark is when the chair shots start happening. He does the people's or the corporate elbow on mankind with a chair on his head placed on mankind's head and then he picks up the chair and starts the finish that they were expecting to do. And he keeps he just he hits him. There's a delay. He keeps hitting him again. Stays in character the entire time. Never mind. The plan is breaking down. Things are not going as they expected to do. And the outside observer is thinking, boy, he's just hitting him way too many times. This is awful. That's my reaction. I'm guessing that would probably be your reaction as well if you watch it. Here's what McFoley's reaction was. In an interview he gave in 2015 with famous uh, pro wrestler Steve Austin. He spoke with him on his podcast in 2015. He told him, That first chair shot came and it hurt me down to my toes. I realized this was a whole new level of pain. And my reaction to that shot was to fire up. I became that character In the worst possible scenario. By the time we got to the agreed point of number of five, of number of chair shots that we'd agreed upon, five, I was still in the ring. I'm supposed to be two thirds up the way, up the aisle. It took 11 to get there. But it's the footage of Foley's family, according to the uh, Sun website. His Foley's family, his wife and his two young children, who sat at ringside, that cuts the deepest. They're forced to flee ringside in tears, traumatized at the sight of a bloodied Foley being pelted with chair shots. Foley's family leaves after the first five chair shots in the ring. They knew this would happen. They, they knew the plan. This is not a surprise to them. McFoley explained to his family what the plan was and after those first five chair shots the amount that was planned by then it is too much for them it is too much for them to see in theory it made sense they understood what he does for a living but seeing it in front of them was too much foley eventually makes his way out of the ring and he makes his way up the ramp Trying to get his way to the planned point where the match would end. But while he's making his way up the ramp, The Rock, staying in character, smack, 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 The Rock continues to hit Foley in the head with the chair. Once the match is over, Foley consoles his kids backstage, saying, It's just a boo boo. His son replied, it's a big boo-boo, Daddy. Before getting his head stitched up, Foley said, I hope everyone feels like they got their money's worth out there. This is the summary from the uh, the Sun Times continues. For the hardcore fans who cheered Foley's most extreme bumps, the documentary, Beyond the Mat, put a new light on the real-world effects on the punishment he took in the name of the business. When showed the footage back at the end of the documentary, Foley said, I don't feel like a, like such a good dad anymore. And if you only watched the video, you would have that perception that the rock went off script and hit Mcfoley way too many times. That's what appears to have happened. But that's not all that's going on there. There's more going on than what you first see. The power of video can perpetuate a perception that is incomplete and impacts our response. And to demonstrate my point of perception versus reality and the power of video and how it makes that impact on our perception, I turned to an unlikely character, Mitt Romney. During a televised U.S. presidential debate between President Barack Obama and then-Governor Mitt Romney, Romney stated during the debate that without question, our number one geopolitical foe, our geo, our number one geopolitical foe was Russia. President Obama responded with, the nineteen eighties are calling to ask for their foreign policy back. That's a great line and a good joke. But in the light of Russia being shown making attempts to hack the US election in 2016, it is clear now that Romney was right, the perception was that he was out of touch and also that he was a half man, half robot who used phrases like binders full of women. It didn't matter what reality was. It didn't matter that even before the 2016 election or before the Romney Obama debate, Russia had been, that Russia had had a history of being a force of evil, destructive and corrupt to the countries around them and involving themselves in things such as elections. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing for a Mitt Romney presidency. But my point is, the video of the debate, because of the video of the debate, perception beat reality. The charisma and humor of President Obama was a chair shot to the head, and there was no coming back from it. Watching it, you would think Russia wasn't a big concern for America and that Romney was out of touch with foreign policy issues. Your perception would be wrong. If you don't have any other information, a video can be incredibly persuasive. The debate was so persuasive, so embarrassing for Romney, that Politico wrote an article as recently as 2015 about how Romney was still wrong about Russia. Yet. According to ABC News, Madeleine Albright, the former Secretary of State, only this year apologized to Romney for her repeated criticism of his claim that Russia was the country's number one geopolitical foe, as he had said during the campaign. Albright, who similarly criticized Romney in 2012, said she underestimated Russia back then. Quote, I personally owe an apology to now Senator Romney. Because I think that we underestimated what was going on in Russia. I was on on the CIA external advisory board. There was no question that less money was being put into Russian language and what was going on in Russia. Albright said during a House intelligence hearing. Video is what news is now. This happened. Roll the clip. And you think you know what happened. When context and additional information is ignored or overlooked, or if we need more information in order to better understand a situation or a reality or a profession or a sporting event such as professional wrestling, we are not getting reality. We're just getting perception. If all you hear is the story that the plan was for for the Rocks and Mankind's match, was for five chair shots, and The Rock did more than five in his match with Foley. You assume The Rock screwed up, or worse, he callously hit Foley repeatedly without care for the consequences. That would be the perception, but not the reality. The perception was that The Rock got carried away and also didn't check on McFoley after the match. That was McFoley's impression until he learned more. The reality? This was only the third year of Rock's wrestling career. He had shot up quickly to be a main headliner and a champion and a, a big draw, but this was only his third year in professional wrestling. Mick Foley was the much more experienced wrestler, especially in these more extreme, bloody, violent type of matches. The Rock Stuck to the script that they agreed on, Foley didn't tell Rock to stop instead, in his own words, he fired up and became the character in the worst way and the rock did check on McFoley afterwards, even if, even if McFoley doesn't remember the reality of this incident is not so simple as what you'd see in, in the match yet. I'm not here to deny the damage that was done. From whatculture.com says the final chair shot had Foley on the ground motionless the finish was the rock putting the microphone to mankind's mouth but he didn't say anything an audio tape playing i quit audio tape of mcfoley saying i quit was played because it was from the pre-show with Mankind saying, he would never say those words in a match. They described this as a cheap ending. However, the, what culture continues. However, after the violent battle, they had, they had, were just happy it had ended. Watching that match back again was painful. WWE banned chair shots to the to the head a number of years ago, which is great. They can really cause a lot of damage, as we have learned especially in the last decade. Most of of those kinds of things shortened Foley's career, and who knows what kind of effect it has had on his life in terms of memory loss. It is not just that one match, but having those kinds of matches in his career was very damaging. We will never forget Rock vs. Mankind at the 1999 Rumble because of how violent it was. It was the best match on the show by far, but is tough to enjoy considering how it ended. It's easy to pity Mick Foley and to hate The Rock, especially considering years later, both these men are in different places in their lives. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is now a household name, a movie star, a TV star, and signs million-dollar contracts. Mick Foley is a man with a lot of injuries, a lot of memories, many books written for which I'm sure he has made money from. Compared to The Rock, Mick Foley is not rich and famous. But Mick Foley never set out to be rich and famous. Foley loved wrestling. He made amateur wrestling TV shows with his buddies and their video camera. He ate And drank and breathed wrestling He came up with wrestling matches in his head While driving from one WWE event to the next While listening to Bruce Springsteen This is while he was a professional wrestler That's how he would come up with what he would do for the next match He would be inspired by the music of Bruce Springsteen He would just be driving by himself in his truck And he would think, okay, this is what I do he gave everything he had to wrestling and became well-known and beloved in return. He's a household name in the houses where pro wrestling is king. The Bleacher Report article titled How is Mick Foley Still Alive? by Anthony Rosidi starts with this quote describing Mick Foley. He may not have been the best wrestler in the business, But it's safe to say that nobody did it like Mick Foley. No one took a chair shot like Foley. No one hit the ground harder than Foley. And no one observed, no one absorbed a beating quite like Foley. Whether it was Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, or just plain Mick Foley, there will never be another one. The Rock and Mankind's match finished with a recording of Mick Foley saying, quit, giving the perception he had given up to the referee and rewarding Rock as the winner. But everyone else knew the reality. Mick Foley was a guy who would die first before quitting. He still hasn't died yet. He continued to wrestle. He continued to take chair shots, fall on tacks, fall from cages, use 2x4s wrapped in barbed wire all until 2012, when he retired from active wrestling. No matter what you think of pro wrestling, Mick Foley's no-quit attitude was very, very real. I'm Sam Logan, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.